We all have them. We all talk about them. But only two men have decided to make a podcast about their weekends. If you have a good Saturday, what do you do? Anything good? Um, I went to... We didn't do much in the day. Two best mates. The issues are with the treatments and where researchers might... I mean, this is boring chatting at this. In an uncut chat about their weekends. I actually felt disappointed because I ordered a rubber seal for the oven door and it didn't turn up. Starring Tim and Gendel. Dad's getting pizza. And we're like, <laughs> big, big dad on campus. Hey, I didn't click my fingers and go... Mm. You did. <laughs> did you mean, hey, kids... Dad's getting pizza. Tim and Gen's weekend podcast. Anything could happen. So that's the trailer for the podcast. Yeah. What do you think? American voice, explosions, you know, do you, do you not think it's horrifically over the top? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's perfect. Cool, cool. It's done then. Welcome to Mixtapes with Mike, the podcast where I invite a guest to make us a mixtape of 10 tracks without using the same artist twice. We're going to talk about each song, and if you like the sound of what you hear, you can listen to the mixtape in full on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. So if you're the kind of person who likes to listen to two people talking about music and what it means to them, please consider subscribing, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a positive review on whatever platform you're listening on. Now, usually you would hear me talk to one guest about a 10-track playlist, but we had a booking issue with last week's guest. So what I decided to do to kind of improvise was to talk to a handful of people and ask them to put forward two tracks that they're excited about right now to make a sort of collaborative combined mixtape, some of which are previous guests, some are people that I found randomly on the Stereo app, which is like a live podcast platform that I use sometimes, which is quite interesting. Throws up some some random and interesting conversations at times. And this has actually been a type of bonus episode format that I've been wanting to try for a long time. So this was the perfect opportunity to try and stitch it together, albeit a little last minute, and I didn't really give myself enough time to edit it to release it last week. So here I am putting it out today. And our first contribution comes from recent guest and musician David Thompson. But I'm the first person that's eating a cheese biscuit on your podcast, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> If you're going to ring me on a Sunday night, man, what do you expect? Well, this is it. This is it. Yeah, so I, I, had, I had some logistics issues with this week's guest. So I thought I would just throw together a little compilation episode and just ask some friends, what two tracks are they addicted to at present? And you sent me four or five, so you're going to have to pick. <laughs> you're going to have to pick two. Uh, well, first of all, I've got to say, like, I really love listening to uh, back to our episode. Um, I don't normally like the sound of my own voice, but I really, because I think because we recorded it so long ago and it was like a slightly different time and COVID was so new and we were kind of going through struggles, I guess. It was really good listening back to that. So I'm stoked that you have having me on again, man. So thank you so much. Well, I mean, I, I, I agonised over that episode because Zoom normally records two separate audio tracks and they got corrupt. So I had to... But there's like a backup thing that is our that is the combined audio of both of us. But this was before I started using a mic myself, and you were sat in your room with your echo, and I was sat in my room with my echo. So there was no way to EQ it to make it sound 
good so so i actually had to like chop out my parts and put them on a separate track so i could eq them slightly differently just to make the conversation because i didn't want to re-record it because it was a proper good conversation between two mates and i didn't well i think we both needed a chat back then as well so i think um i think we were just going through the mangle of like getting used to being stuck at home and stuff like that right so and and look how far we've come oh yeah I've come uh, about about three feet. I was on that sofa just behind me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you, you sent like five tracks. So you're going to have... Well, I did that thing, right? When someone goes, oh, pick two new songs. And I'm like, easy. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and then like my brain shuts down on me because that's just what my brain does. When I, whenever, you know, I, I, and I said this, I said this in our last chat, I'm sure that... You know, I spent my formative years collecting like all kinds of obscure records for all sorts of different labels and artists and genres. And someone's like, play me a song and hands me their Spotify. And I just, my brain just, just melts basically, <laughs> can pause out my nose because I've got no idea. And then when I thought about it, I was like, well, actually, there's some new stuff that I have been listening to that's like really, really recent and uh, like just didn't kind of just didn't strike me straight away so yeah i went from sending you one track and then going oh what should i send next to going oh actually there's this then there's this then there's oh yeah there's this as well so the i think the the two tracks that i want to play um the first one is a song that um i think we talked about it before but like it's i think it's harder now to access music because you just faced with like you know you go to a restaurant and you get like a 20 page menu and you don't know what you want to eat but actually when you close the menu and think what do i fancy you can quite easily think ah i fancy steak or i fancy fish or i fancy whatever it might be and music's a little bit like that yeah but when you're faced with all the options since you're paralyzed by choice exactly yeah so i think i think when you've got like all these different streaming platforms out there and all these different ways to consume music that um sometimes i find it i find it hard you know i don't go in record shops that much anymore especially with covid um so this is a track that um i was on the way up to more a few weeks ago with my, my buddy nick Lackin. we were uh, we're cycling buddies and we're heading up to more for a trip the other week and um <clears throat> my phone died so i'm uh, i'm on his phone and i was like oh there's a there's a there's a dmx and jay-z track here that i've never heard of that is like a recent release and you know instantly when a track's been that well produced that it like even at a low volume it absolutely booms in a car mm-hmm. uh, when i when i when i used to make a lot of music especially when me and ed yates one of my one of my mates from from the old days from around sort of when we used to make drum and bass that would be the test we'd uh we'd bounce the track to audio and then burn it to a cd and then play it in the car and if it, if it sounded good on the subwoofers in your car, you knew that you'd got the mix right. Mm-hmm. And so this track is um, Battled by uh, Jay-Z, DMX and Nart. And you've got a, it's kind of, um, it's a kind of good track to shout about as well, because obviously we, we lost DMX this year. And I did you see his funeral? No, but I saw, I saw a lot of content and sort of videos sort of talking about him and stories and it's, it's one of those weird ones, like, cause obviously, like, he didn't take the best care of himself. So you get, and and he had this kind of alter ego. Well, not this alter ego. He had this kind of sort of front of, of that we all sort of know DMX as, but it, it sounds like there was this whole other side to him 
that we didn't really get to know, but all of the people that worked with him did. I think he was a pretty kind of serious cat, to be fair. And I, I, I think that his background and coming up, uh, I guess, uh, with his struggles that he had with kind of like alcohol, substance abuse, and like rolling with the kind of characters that he rolled with. I think because he was, he kept it so real and raw, and that's why he had so many pretty hardcore fans like the Rough Riders mm-hmm. so his, um, his funeral you have to Google this if you've not seen it and I say it with kind of a wry smile because it's almost like he planned it do you know what I mean he's got like a friggin monster truck with the DMX like his, his promo truck I guess mm-hmm. like DMX logos emblazoned all down the side of it and like a billet aluminium coffin in the back riding through the streets of his hood with like 2,000 guys on motorbikes and like ATVs and dirt bikes doing wheelies behind it all the way all like through the streets of his local hood and that was you know that was his send-off like him and the Rough Riders and it was it's one of those things that you're like I'm never gonna see this again (laughs) that's kind of crazy but um yeah so shout out to him and this track absolutely thumps so crank it up when you listen to it Start with age, cause the age come after a G. They won't say it face to face, they say it after I leave. After the first night at my place, she asked for the keys. It's my season, Garden of Eden, we Adam and Eve. Now we naked in savage hedonism from a lack of belief. I ain't a pastor, pastor Lafitte. We ain't in no relationship, but do relationship things. All right, so moving on from DMX, Jay-Z and Nas, who's the next pick? Well, the first two songs that I gave you and the one that we just... uh, that I, I just swapped out right then uh, were UK hip hop songs. This one is, it's kind of flying under the radar at the minute, but it's from Chester P, who was, uh, he was a founding member of Task Force. Uh, I don't know if you know Task Force, but him and, uh, he basically created a crew called the Mud Family. So um, all kinds of different UK hip hop artists were kind of associated with that. Um, for years and years. Um, he's brothers with Farmer G as well from Mud Fam. And those guys, like Task Force were um what was the first what was the first wax that I bought with those guys on? Uh, I think probably music from the corner volume one. Um and they're kind of real kind of like East London UK hip hop, like as raw as it gets. And um I've I've followed him on, on Instagram and socials for a while. I think he's been going through like <clears throat> his own struggles getting older and like st- trying to stay into music and you know just it's, I guess it's just life but he um, he has been uh, putting out some more stuff of late like I think his last album uh, was 2019 maybe and then he dropped this recently just like last like last month or the last few weeks and it's one of those ones that's like a you know it's kind of under the radar release it came out um uh, it came out uh, just on Bandcamp, so uh, the link's going to be in the description for the podcast, hopefully, yep. uh, if Mikey's on it. And um, so you can go and buy it there. I think he's asking for five quid for, I think, these eight or ten tracks that he's put together. Um, but he's still keeping it raw. Um, and he's definitely worth to listen to, if you, if you, even if you don't like UK hip-hop. He um, is like a pretty freaking awesome like, battle rapper. And uh, if you look at his stuff on YouTube where he does like SBTV and like the Freestyle 64 bars and stuff like that, 
he just absolutely smashes it out of the park every time. He's um, He's got that real kind of like laid back, East London low key vibe. But um, but when he picks a mic up, man, he's a serious dude. Um, and anyone that's into UK hip hop will know Chester P. So he's uh, he's definitely worth checking out. Nice. All right. Well, thanks for thanks a lot for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me again, mate. It's been a pleasure. This is for the breakers and breaknecks. Look into the sky when you're looking for your apex. Wondering if anything is ever really safe. Let's pray. It's not enough for freedom they take next. This is for the breakers and breaknecks. Look into the sky when you're looking for your apex. Wondering if anything is ever really safe. Let's pray. It's not another freedom they take next. Our next guest is a former mixtapes with mics alumni and also dickhead that i went to school with mr colin <laughs> brown hello how you doing mate you're right not bad mike not bad good thank you very much for like jumping in i know it's a little bit sort of last minute and ad hoc but uh i the episode must come out on monday because there's a guy called colin that will be walking at 6 a.m tomorrow <laughs> that is fair yeah and uh, so <laughs> needs must so uh, i i've roped you in so you've uh, got what how many hours uh, about nine hours. That's fine. Something like that. It's fine. I'll, I'll I'll chuck it together tonight as fast as I can. It might not be as <laughs> polished as it as it normally is. I mean, to be fair, the bulk of the editing happens on a Sunday evening, and yeah, I'm, I'm just enough. up to the wee small hours. But uh, I also have a six thirty train to get in the morning. So, Rock and roll. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to sort of chuck this together the best best I can and try and get a good night's sleep. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It so, sounds like it'll be ace. You can sleep on the train, just don't miss your stop. Yeah, well, it's, it, it, thankfully, my stop is the end of the line, so that's good. Oh, you find them. There you go. So, uh, so thank you very much for jumping on. So, I, I asked you for two tracks that you can't get enough of right now. So, who's your first track by? Uh, first track is by Chverches. Well, some <laughs> people say it's pronounced Churches. There's a V in there, it's clearly Chverches, just like Bajork. <laughs> Uh, featuring Robert Smith. Uh, uh, that's, that's quite the collab, isn't it? It is. I, Robert Smith, he, he likes um, sort of younger generation bands from Scotland. Right, seems okay. to hang around a lot with um, with Mogwai and um, Twilight Sad. Right, okay. People like that. He's, he's collaborated with Twilight Sad before and like the last few times that I've seen The Cure, they've had Twilight Sad or, or Mogwai or both um, supporting them. Um, and uh, Chiverches are from, uh, I think they're from Edinburgh actually, not Glasgow, but you know, Scottish bands, Scottish bands that are clearly influenced by The Cure. Yeah, it's, but, it's, but like, just from a generational point of view, it's quite a, it's quite a leap from, you yeah. know, from The Cure to, you know, what a band that is sort of heralded as a sort of contemporary rock at this point, I suppose you'd call them. Yeah. I, I always think of them as like Garbage's younger siblings. Oh, that's a nice nice description. You know, it, uh, sort of gothy synth poppy type stuff mm -hmm. with a female singer and some blokes doing the producing. Um, but, you know, they're, there's def they're, they're definitely Garbage adjacent. Okay. Um, and they're, they're great. Um, I've, I've not really massively picked up on most of their stuff previously. I've just heard odd singles here and there. Mm -hmm. But this uh, this showed up in my Spotify um, 
new release playlist he's sending me. Mm-hmm. Uh, release radar, that's it. Um, and I was like, oh, Robert Smith and Chavurches. I will check that out. And it's great. It's, uh, it, it, I mean, it's the best thing that Robert Smith has recorded apart from live stuff for, well, over a decade. Because the last Cure album was 13 years ago now. Um, and uh, for a second, for a split second, I thought that you were going to say something detrimental about the Cure, uh, but it's but it is just the fact that they've not released an album in that if, long. If underneath the stars wasn't on 413 Dream, then it's probably better than most of the other tracks on that album. But it's not better than underneath the stars, which is amazing. But yeah, that that wasn't one of the Cure's best records, <laughs> definitely. Um, but th- this is. It's it's like a lost cure song, but you've got um, Lauren Thingy from Chiverches singing on it as well, and it's great. Okay, so this is uh, so this is uh, how not to drown by Churches by Chiverches featuring Robert Smith. <laughs> <laughs> So moving on from churches, I've gone for another band with a vert in it. Svalbard. <laughs> what the fuck? Svalbard uh, is actually how it's pronounced. I'm not just uh, getting that wrong there. Um, yeah, Svalbard are like a newish discovery for me. They've, I think, they've put out about three albums, uh, and they had this this record out last year. Uh, when I die, will I get better? that is fucking amazing. It is, um, it's basically, um, I believe that the, the genre name is Black Gaze. So it's basically um, shoegaze influenced black metal. Okay. Um, and it's it's heavy as fuck, but melodic at the same time. Um, so it's um, the, the um, main uh, singer and guitarist is uh, a woman called Serena Cherry. And she's like ultra fucking talented. She's an amazing guitarist, uh, amazing singer. The whole band are, are absolutely phenomenal, but um, she's particularly good. Um, she's just put out um, a, during lockdown, she's recorded a solo album um, under the name Noctule, um, where it is, uh, it's an album called Wretched Abyss, which is a melodic black metal album all based around the Skyrim and Elder Scrolls computer games okay. which is nerdy as fuck and, and utterly brilliant but um, yeah this, this particular track um, I mean the whole album is amazing but this one track is my favourite on there and um, it's it's a song basically about how um, female artists are treated by the music press to basically generate um, arguments online through their following. There was, um, it was inspired by, there was a Metal Hammer um, feature that Metal Hammer, I think they were well-meaning when they put it out, but basically they, they did this sort of like uh, listicle type piece where it was um, called Metal's Most Interesting Voices Are All Female. And because there's a little bit of a misogyny problem in some circuit, some... Um, sections of 
the metal audience, the comments were fucking horrible. Right. With loads of bloody incel neckbeard dickheads um, basically kicking off because they were championing female musicians. And at the same time, there's the problem with the fact that they were just lumping all of these musicians together just because of their gender. Um, right. And, uh, you know, uh, female front it is not a gender. It's, you know, just a different aspect of the band. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, the, the song is all based around a protest against that kind of, you know, shit journalism and that kind of thing. Okay. And it's fucking great. <laughs> and right. the chorus, it's just her screaming, fuck off, which is it's all you need, really, isn't it? all right so this is uh so this is clickbait by svalbard amazing thanks for coming on man (laughs) no worries mate anytime Our next contribution is from former guest and cookie maker, Charlotte Lombardi. Hey, so I'm Charlotte. I'm a cookie maker based in Tamworth, but originally from Birmingham, which is an important point to make. Um, I'm a previous mixtapes guest, hoping to be a future guest as well. Enjoying it a little bit too much, probably. So my first pick is by a band that are an all-time favourite of mine since I was a a teenager, Manchester Orchestra. The first time I heard this, um, I got really excited because it meant that they're touring. That's one of my favourite things. When there's a band that you love and you start to see all them, like, drip-feeding on social media, all the little things um, that show that they're going to be playing gigs soon, which in COVID is such a weird foreign thought, but I know that they're going to play gigs soon. And even though at the minute all they've done is announce... Uh, American tour because you know COVID I know that there's hope that there is going to be a tour over here again I've only ever seen them once and they were incredible he's quite serious on stage but seems quite relaxed as a general person he puts all of his issues into his songs so you always know sort of what's going on in his life so you feel like a friend Um, this track is completely different to what they've done before it seems a lot more electronic don't know if he's been hanging out with some different people because I know he ha- he used to hang out with the guy from Frightened Rabbit, um, the guy who unfortunately took his own life, and I know that impacted him a lot. But I know that you can hear a lot of his influences of who he's hanging out with with his music. So I've got a feeling he might have been hanging out with Justin Vernon because there's a lot more electronic stuff in it. So this is called Bedhead. So this second track is by another one of my favourites, Jordan Rakai. So he's Australian, lives in London, but he recorded this in Wales. Um, He said it's one of the most beautiful places he's ever been, which I know there's parts of Wales that are, there's parts that also aren't, but parts that really, really are. 
Um, and I, I read something saying that he's recently been in therapy. Um, not that he feels like he particularly needed it for anything specific, but that there was, that he thinks that everyone should have therapy, you know, in their life, which I totally agree with. I'd love to have therapy, but you know, I have got issues. Um, ADHD being one of them, which is why this sort of thing for me is so hard to like narrow anything down. I just want to tell everyone about everything all of the time. Um, but again, this is another one where I was really excited um, that a new song was coming out because I knew it meant a gig. So I searched and searched, saw that if you pre-ordered the new album, you could get pre-sale for his UK tour. Um, so I did that. Uh, so I'm going to see him next year, uh, fingers crossed, in the new COVID world of whatever gigs look like in the future. Um, personally, I don't care what they look like as long as I can get to them, as long as I can do it. Like, sit me 26 miles away from someone, but make it live. I, want, I miss it. I miss everything about it. I miss talking to people at the bar, bumping into people um, that you haven't seen for years. Like, you know, just feeling that vibe with other people that you know have at least got one thing in common with you, and that is the dude on stage. Um, so this one is called Family. I hope you like my picks. I think I think you're gonna like them. And if you don't like them, I mean that's not really my problem, is it? That's a, that's very much a you problem. Because currently, I am fully absorbed in both of these songs, um, and they give me humongous feels. So if you don't get that, that's that's more on you, isn't it? It's more a shame for you. So thanks. A very amusing, if not slightly stern, contribution from Charlotte Lombardi there. Uh, I'm grateful for it, all the same. Our next guest is a gentleman by the name of Alberto, who I met on the Stereo app, which is a live podcast platform where you meet people at random and start conversations. It's a little bit like chat roulette, but without the penises, because it's just audio-based. So as we join the conversation, I'm explaining the format of the podcast and why I need his contribution. And I have a sneaky suspicion at some point in the conversation, he relocates to the bathroom to relieve himself because there is a very audible trickle you can hear in the background. So enjoy that wonderful reminder that the internet can be a wonderfully random place. I couldn't get hold of my fourth person, so I thought I'd jump on stereo and see if I could find anyone that wanted to add a track to the playlist? Um, well, in a sense, to new people, um, I would say Joiner, and I would say Corday. Okay, so like, what's, what, what's a track by Joiner that, that you love right now? Um, fuck. Shit. Like, the first thing that attracted to me was I'm Not Racist, and it yep. was, um, because, like, of like the message behind it it wasn't like a racial track it was more of like let's understand each other yeah the joiner track was um it was uh very provocative and it was challenging because like the first it time because as you as you listen to it you realize that he's arguing both sides of it 
And right, and that's that's the genius part about it. Because because neither side is a hundred percent right or a hundred percent wrong. Right, exactly, and that's why I liked about it because his point of view wasn't to attack a certain side. His point of view was here. Let's talk about it. That was the whole premise of the song, and that's why yeah, I like because it. because if you like if you look at it like. You know, especially considering how the Black Lives Matter thing has come to right. the fore over like the last twelve months, like mm-hmm. a song like that calls out the fact that there's so much grey area in between. But especially in the media, they make it binary. They make it this or that, and it's right. way more complicated than then they would like just it to be. like like a singular thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think I think a song like that really. It puts people, it challenges people to to listen and consider and try and gain understanding rather than just pick a side. Right. So that that track is so interesting. It is sick. Like for me, it is because, again, going back to like like his format and like how he chose to like proceed with the song. It wasn't one-sided because he could have made a song that was I'm not racist. And then he could have just like said he could have just went in and just said everything and anything about like the one side. No. Mm-hmm. He switched he switched it up and was like, Well, here he's the other side. I'm gonna give you the other side. And that's amazing because like we need both sides. Because there's people in his world that like just because you haven't lived through certain situations, you don't completely understand like a struggle or not just a mere struggle, but like an opinion as well. Like yeah. you don't like you know what I'm saying? Like like it's like just because you lived in a certain social area to where you never had to go through violence, you never had to go through drugs and and sex and fucking just crazy stuff and just because you never went through that doesn't mean that like that stuff does not exist i like i I like his like perspective in it because he showed both sides like you have you have you have like like what was cool was the fact that like it was angry sides you know what i'm saying like it wasn't like Oh, like let's let's talk about this in a like a like a normal standard. No, no, he, he was talking was, about he was talking about legitimate frustrations. Yeah, right. Yeah, frustrations. Right. You said that. You said that the best way I could have said that. Yeah, he was ultimately like saying the frustrations of both sides, and it's it's. I feel like it's something that we should all listen to because. Like I said, just because I never lived through certain situations doesn't mean that, like, I have to not acknowledge it, you know? No, that's a... You know what I'm saying? No, it's perfect sentiment, Alberto. I I love that. Man, like, you know what? Like, I was worried when I came on here because, like, a lot of people were just, like, saying one word and skipping and skipping and skipping because I've not been on here for a while. So I thought, oh, man, stereo, stereo might be might be done for me but like this this conversation uh, has restored my faith man like thank you very hey, much 
All I'm saying is don't give up. Don't give up because okay, so like I feel like it's like a mathematical thing. The ratio to good to bad, there's mm-hmm. more bad to good. Mhm. And I'm not I'm not a mathematician. I'm not. Don't <laughs> don't don't yeah, like don't don't like like test me on that. I'm not that good at it. Now I'm ducking every time I hear a fucking play now. You know I make a lot of sense, but you just can't admit it. When Eminem went against Trump, that was the illest. Cause even though he's white, he let us know he's standing with us. I'm not racist, but I cry a lot. You don't know what it's like to be in a frying pot. You don't so you, know what it's like so you're, you're, the second artist you picked, uh, you said that he was wise beyond his years. Right, Corday. Cause he's younger. He's younger. Um, and honestly speaking, you don't have like a young generation that like knows about like life like that. And like, especially when it comes to artists, most artists, they will pick and choose what they want to say. But because like what I say is going to make me the most money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then there's artists like Corday. He's speaking like straight up truth. So, it's, so it's like, you, you, yeah. So you like you, you forgive me because I'm not really aware of his stuff. So like you're saying that he's not he's not doing the standard typical braggadocious. I'm right. This, I'm that I've got all right. this. Yeah. Right, right. It's not the typical. I got a car. I got a big chain in my neck. I fuck uh, like six different women. It's not that. He's speaking. He's speaking truth to like how like the world really works. But he's young, so it's like to me. I know what he's. I know what he's talking about because I'm old enough to understand that. But like, it's rare to have a young person to say that. And then it's like. Right now, he's speaking to like the youth, so like that's that, that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's, I'm it's, it's, it's good to have someone with influence speaking from right. a better perspective than than this kind of materialistic sort of fake kind of Hollywood hip hop kind right. of vibe. Right, right. But like the whole my my whole point is the age. He's teaching younger kids. To be more like awakened about like certain things in life, and it's like that's really rare when it comes to like influence. Cause I can say hip hop or rap or whatever. No, it's influence at the end of the day. And okay, yeah, and like at his age, he doesn't have like if you if you think about like the people that actually listen to him. It's not older people over younger people. It's younger people over older people. So he's like, he's giving a positive influence to younger audience. So if you're going to pick one Kore song to sort of make a good first impression on the listener, what track would you pick? Shit. Fuck. That's a good question. Um, uh, there's a song called Family Matters. And so why, So why that one? Well, I mean, I feel like you should listen to it before okay. I say anything. Right, no, honestly, cool. because like, no, honestly, because like, I feel like you should listen to it and then have your own opinion. 
No, I'll, I'll say, well, I'll listen to it and I'll uh, I'll kind of look back and, and sort of say what what impression it made on me. That's fair. Cool, man. All right, well, look, it's That's been fair. good talking to you, Alberto. Um, drop me that DM and I'll, uh, I'll let you know when the episode goes out. Absolutely, bro. Now, I get nervous when people recommend new contemporary hip-hop to me because I'm kind of stuck in my ways. I know what I like about hip-hop production and lyrical delivery but I'm happy to report that I am totally on board with Corday and I'm really grateful to Alberto for bringing him to my attention. And upon listening to this, I see similarities between this and Common. And he's right, there is a very positive message and a perspective that is wise beyond his years. So uh, it's a good shout. Thank you very much for that. So to round off this collaborative episode, I'm going to tell you about my two picks for this week's episode. The first of which is Julian Baker, a singer, songwriter and multi-instrumentalist from Memphis, Tennessee, who I discovered by listening to all of the Phoebe Bridgers that is out there on Apple Music and then the algorithm just takes over and starts putting all these other female singer-songwriters in front of me and Julian Baker was one. Now this track is from an EP called Tokyo which came out in 2019 but she released an album in February of this year called Little Oblivions which I actually just picked up this week and is probably the fastest record purchase I've ever made because I was out running some errands, happened upon HMV, walked in, flicked through the first crate that I came across, found this record, went to the till, bought it because I already knew I was really into this artist. This track, Tokyo, is amazing. It's got this beautiful sort of slightly electronic loop that kicks it off at the beginning and I have listened to this track on a loop for the last three weeks, so enjoy. The final track on this week's collaborative mishmash of an episode is by Wulu. Now, when I first happened upon this song, I thought Wulu was a band, but it turns out it's actually a producer and multi-instrumentalist by the name of Miles Romans Hopcraft. And although this track is a little bit grungy, upon reading about him, I've discovered that he kind of changes genre up from song to song. So you really do get a mixed bag when you listen to his material. But this track is called Times. (laughs) 
so that'll do it for this week's episode i hope you don't mind that i broke from the normal format and that i improvised to pull this together it's actually been quite a fun little project and as always we've kept the music discussed played below the conversation because i believe that all musicians should be paid for what they do so if you want to listen to the mixtape in full you can find it on apple music or spotify by clicking the link in the show notes but I implore you to go out and buy a physical copy of this music to support any of the artists that you're into. But for now, I'll see you next week for another episode of Mixtapes with Mike.